namaste everyone i think in my presentation i will have i will answer try to i'll try to answer some of the issues that came up during the previous uh, this things i will directly go to the point so it is often uh, said that uh, swami vivekananda is a neo vedanti he uh, he did not uh, acknowledge the tradition and so on so anantanand rambachan has written a book and uh, in 1995 making these points and uh, after 1995 every book that is written with this aim quotes him relies on relies on him and it is undisputedly accepted in the academia uh, now i'll be going to refute it so major claims of rambachan is that swami vivekananda felt faith, having faith in scriptures is irrational and therefore he presented anubhava as alternative to vedas so he discarded the vedas that is what he says Uh, one more uh, argument he raises that uh, Swami Vivekananda popularized this uh, four paths leading to moksha, karma yoga, bhakti yoga, raja yoga, and gnana uh, yoga. He says that that again has become a standard argument in, in Hindu apologetic writing, but whereas uh, that is not consistent with uh, Advaita Vedanta. So I will address these two issues. Uh, what Swami Vivekananda said his, about his own teachings, I preach only the Upanishads. i have never quoted anything but the upanishads he says the hindus have to study their religion from the upanishads and he is saying my faith in scriptures is unshaken so clear contrast between what rambachan said and what swami vivekananda is saying so let us test it whether it is true so uh, one of the disciple comes to swami vivekananda and says like why should we believe that this plural world is uh, unreal and why is the oneness uh, is real and swami vivekananda answers that for that you have to believe in vedas otherwise uh, there is no other way to answer it the vedas say so and therefore you have to believe and in this again avrutte uh, sakradupadeshat like he uh, advises his uh, disciples to uh, this is actually is explaining the meaning of shravana and saying that scriptural statements have to be repeated again and again why i'm uh, saying all this is because uh, rambachan and co believe that uh, vivekananda did, did away with the vedas but here we are seeing that he is again and again is referring to the brahma sutra and all that and uh, one of the uh, followers of swami vivekananda comes to him and says uh, after hearing about your uh, realizations i feel there is no necessity for uh, reading scriptures and swami vivekananda replies for the attainment of gnana reading scriptures is essential so one more uh, after rambachan there is one more scholar by name uh, neel akshay dalal he kind of continues the work of rambachan and he also says that according to swami vivekananda nididhyasana is meditation independent of uh, shruti pramana whereas here uh, swami vivekananda is saying that think always soham soham this is as good as liberation next one is even more beautiful he says after hearing and thinking about the truth one should meditate on that very truth with full strength until the walls house of everything melt away this is like intense meditation like until you get the paroksha gnana so what rambachan and so on people say is that uh, they limit uh, practice of advaita, advaita vedanta to scholarly study like deriving the meaning through philology grammar and that as the be all and the end all of vedanta but whereas what swami vivekananda says that you have to be a rushi truth came to the rushis of the old india and it will come to the rishis of the future you have to be a rushi and being a rushi is not same as being a scholar so 
scholarly study is necessary in order to understand the purport of the uh, Shruti Pramana, but it does not end there. We have to uh, have the Vairagya and, all, and so on. So uh, here, this, here is this uh, statement which kind of one can say Swami Vivekananda is a self-contradicting person. Swamiji is saying the scriptures themselves say not even by the study of Vedas will you reach the Atman. So till now we saw that he is telling you have to, uh, reading scriptures is essential. But here he is saying the Vedas themselves say you will not reach the Atman by studying the scripture. This is actually uh, uh, the Katopanishad or the Mundaka Upanishad. Nayamatma pravachanena labhya na medaya na bahuna shrutena. Let us see how uh, what Shankaracharya comments. He says, na uh, aso, I think I have. Anaso Veda Shastra Dhyana Bahulyena Pravachanena Labhya. And na Medaya is explained as Tata na Medaya Grantartha Dharana Shaktya. So mere scholarship of the Vedas or mere understanding the meaning through grammar and so on does not give the moksha. But does not does not mean that we have we should not get the meaning. But once we get the meaning, we have to intensify it. That is what Swami Vivekananda says. He says there are two kinds of texts in um, Vedanta, Vada and Siddhanta. Vada texts refer to those uh, which have, uh, which uh, dwell on de various debates and so on. They don't speak about the essence. And then there are Siddhanta texts which uh, the Mumuksha has to read and then it should not just read but he says, uh, it should not simply arrive at the conclusion but it must be intensified which is what is Nididhyasana. And then now, uh, yeah, Aparokshagnana and Parokshagnana is an important distinction. Uh, Swami Vivekananda again and again says you have to realize the truth and you should not just acknowledge. Religion is not hearing and acknowledging, but realizing. So hearing and acknowledging is Parokshagnana. Aparokshagnana is when, uh, when we realize. And it is uh, Neil Lakshay Dalal says that in Shankaracharya there is no proper... Uh, uh, conclusion that he uh, approves of this distinction between uh, Aparoksha and Paroksha Gnana, but uh, whereas in uh, um, Brahma Sutra Bhashya, uh, there is uh, this issue arises when uh, uh, Siddhanti says that you have to repeat uh, Mahavakyas until, repeatedly until you get the moksha. And so the Purva Pakshi says if the Mahavakya cannot give moksha, uh, when it is heard once, then it cannot give moksha even if it is repeated. So, uh, Shankaracharya answers that uh, merely hearing and merely uh, sentence uh, meaning will only give the samanya vishayam eva vignanam kriyate na vishesha vishayam. And it will only give a uh, reading the sentences will give a general understanding but not special understanding. And after this he gives an analogy. He says that if someone uh, comes and says that there is a pain in his heart uh, to someone else. And then the person who is actually having the pain has an intimate experience of it. He has the visheshagnana of that. Whereas the person who is hearing, he can only imagine, like he can only by seeing the suffering person and his expressions, he can think that he is having pain, but he cannot have the knowledge of the pain in the same way as the suffering person. So this is the distinction between uh, paroksha and aparokshagnana. And whenever Swami Vivekananda says, uh, uh, by reading books you don't get moksha, it is not like you don't read books, it's more of an arthavada. He says, okay, you read books, but better realize it, get the aparoksha gnana. And uh, it is said that as per the traditional Vedanta, nothing beyond uh, 
reading the text is necessary. But what Shankaracharya is saying, Nakevalam gnatum shastrataha drashtum cha sakshat kartum tatvena tatvataha. I think it is simple. And one more thing, in Bhagavad Gita, uh, a verse talks about jnana and yoga and Shankaracharya explains the meaning of the terms. Gnanam shastrataha acharyatascha atmadi padartanam avagamaha. Avagatanam indriyadi upasamharena ekagrataya sva atma samvedyata padanam yoga. Of course, Shastra study is necessary, Acharya Pravachana is necessary to get the Gnana and after that, all the Sadhana to realize it. And then there is one more uh, statement in uh, Brihadaranyaka Upanishad, uh, Pragnam Kurvita. So what, uh, what is the Sadhana for Pragna? Shankaracharya says, Pragna Karana Sadhanani Sanyasa Shamadama Uparama Titiksha Samadhanani Kuryadityartaha. So, Scholarly study will not give the pragna, but it is sadhana. Again, it's all like in his book, uh, he writes that Swami Vivekananda explains Raja Yoga through Patanjali Yoga Sutras, whereas yoga is uh, dualistic metaphysics. And Shankaracharya said, uh, uh, practicing yoga does not lead to uh, moksha. And here Vivekananda diverges from Shankaracharya and so on. But it is not so. Shankaracharya does say that yoga, practicing yoga does not lead to moksha because they believe in dualistic metaphysics. But does not, that does not mean that uh, uh, yoga does not help. He says that yoga helps as, uh, as a dip, uh, shuddhi and all that. And Shankaracharya says, asadharana sadhanam of moksha. Asadharanam tadupaladhi sadhanam muchyate. This is introducing the Munduka Upanishad uh, uh, verse, which says, yeah, this is the last one. Vishuddha sattvaha tatastu tampashyate nishkalam dhyayamanaha. He is telling Shuddha Chitta is the asadharana sadhanam. So here again, the importance of Chitta Shuddhi is so much that he is referring to it as asadharana sadhanam. So, Whenever, so this is a recurrent theme of Swami Vivekananda when uh, he says uh, about the four paths to moksha, how they lead to moksha, he says they help in concentrating the mind. So through karma yoga, raja yoga and so on, um, we can direct our will to a higher reality and uh, withdraw from the pettiness and then concentrate our mind and then this concentrated mind which Shankaracharya calls as asadharana sadhana will help us in attaining moksha. So, I would like to end with this quote. Talking about faith and belief and doctrine is easy, but it is so difficult to build character and to stem the tide of senses. We succumb, we become hypocrites. Religion is not a doctrine, not a rule. It is a process, that is all. Doctrines and rules are all for exercise. By the exercise, we get strong and at last break the bonds and become free. Thank you.